Good morning, good evening, wherever it may be, across the nation or around the world. Once again, you're listening to the VMware Communities Roundtable Podcast. This is podcast number 461, I believe. Today is January 9th, 2019. My name is Eric Nilsson, and my co-host John White is not here, but we do have Corey Romero on the call to talk about the vExpert uh, applications today. Uh, so we'll, we'll get started as soon as we just chat a little bit about uh, the news and what's happening at VMware. So Corey, welcome to the show. As always, it's nice to have you on the podcast. We're going to be talking about the experts, and you're also sometimes my co-host. So I know it's been raining, so what's the, what's the weather like? What's the color of the bay? Color of the bay, I'm not sure. I, I would expect a, a brown from uh, my many, many years and days of commuting over the bridge. Um, but it's not raining here. Yeah. I'm not too far from you guys. I think I'm about uh, 70 miles as the crow flies. So I would expect rain to, to hit here shortly as well. Yeah, it has been. Uh, we have like two months of rain cycle, so the pretty much the holiday. So all of you guys that are out there across the world that uh, – get winters or harsh winters you and always are a little bit jealous of the California people. This is our time to suffer. If you would call wet slash wet weather suffering, it is gray, gloomy, wet, and we get mudslides. So that is what's happening uh, with the color of the Bay. I would give it a dark gray. John White is still on the break, so he'll be back. Happy new year to everyone. Welcome to 2019. Uh, oddly enough, it is our calendar year 2020. So we call this the CY 2020 year. Uh, which is very strange to be on 2020 versus uh, 2019 now. But uh, here we are, and uh, welcome to the new year. We're happy to get going. We're on podcast number 461, which means this could be the year that we hit podcast 500. And if we do, Corey, I'm going to invite uh, John Trotter back and have him do the podcast, which I think would be a, a lot of fun for the 500. That would be cool. That podcast. would be cool. Yeah. That would be good. Um, not much going on. It's been pretty sleepy at VMware now. As everybody gets back from the break, a lot of people take the take the break. So we're just ramping up for for the year, doing all our planning. Technically, our year hasn't ended yet. Our our calendar year ends uh, at the end of January. So sales folks and our NSEs or whatever are looking to close the quarter and do good work. So I think I shout out to all of those guys that uh, have been still deep in the in the quarter. A lot of our programs restart at the beginning of the year. We look at the the VExpert apps, for instance, went out, so we'll talk about that today on the show. So lots of stuff happening um, as we ramp up, but the rest of the company is still trying to close the quarter. Uh, so I see some pretty interesting things on social, a lot of vSAN activity. They've got a vSAN chat going on today. Uh, if you if you uh, want to look on Twitter and see the all the activity on vSAN, you can. Uh, answering questions, Duck and Epping is out there doing, doing good work on Twitter today. Um, so a lot of people, you know, uh, accelerating work that's happening for the rest of the quarter to c close all the business we can. So thanks to everybody out there that's doing that. From a community's perspective, we're just uh, resetting everything again and ramping up for a new year. Should be should be gun we're good. We're looking at all the programs and uh, we should we should we should have a, a lot of good stuff coming uh, everyone's way this year. And in, uh, which leads us to the V expert. 2019 applications, Corey. So um, before we get into that, we have Corey Romero on the show. He runs the VExpert program. And I thought we would uh, treat you like a normal guest, uh, Corey. So why don't you tell us uh, who you are, a little bit of your career, how did you get where you are today, what kind of skills do you bring to the table, and then we'll talk a little bit about the VExpert program. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I started in uh, Silicon Valley back in uh, 1996 is when I started uh, my first official gig, and it was a, a place called um, OnSale.com. Uh, we eventually bought Egghead.com. We were the uh, you know we did software and um, auctions and, and and office products. We sold all all kinds of fun stuff. Um, at that company, I was a senior web producer, or, um, uh, where I you know I wrote all the pages. Uh, we built the entire website out of uh, Perl scripts that I, that I wrote. Um, back in 1996-ish, 90, 97. Um, so that's how we would generate like, you know, 15,000 pages on the site was by a bunch of different scripts that I wrote. Um, so yeah, so that's how I entered Silicon Valley. Um, after the dot-com bubble crashed, I switched positions. Um, I worked for uh, Mercedes-Benz uh, and uh, Sonic Automotive. They own about 300 car dealerships and I uh, helped uh, 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 
evolve their process on internet sales. So, you know, what can we do legally in the state of California to sell a vehicle through the internet and bring customers in? So I did that. And then um, around, uh, what is it, 11 years now, 11, you know, 10, 10 years ago, I um, started at VMware. And I actually started on the dot-com side. And I started building the German site, the Japan site, the China site, and did part of the U.S. site as well. And I did that for about a year. And then I joined uh, your team, Eric, uh, the communities team. And I was building objects on Jive, um, our community platform. And back then it was uh, ClearSpace 1.10 is the version we were on. And uh, so, yeah, come pretty far in my career. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, and, and you know, you're kind of a web savvy, you know, building apps, writing code, but at the same time jumped into community and, you know, started building apps and writing code for the community platform and then have been in the, on the community platform for probably like five years or maybe six years, um, yeah. maybe even, yes, four or five years before John Troyer then started recruiting you into kind of doing some of the expert activities. So I remember, right? Right, that's correct. Yeah. 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 Um and then how long has it been since uh since John left us and you took over the expert program? Uh, what is it been what is it five years now? Yeah, yeah that's five, what I would guess. Five years yeah, now. Maybe four or five. Yeah. And that's the point of the twenty twenty year now, like where the time just keeps marching forward. And uh, just seems like yesterday we were doing Y2K yeah. stuff, and now here it is. We're in calendar year 2020. Um, so wow, that uh, that's, it's just the way it is. So um, thanks for for joining us. Uh, excitement going on. I know that we we announced uh, the expert apps, um, but before we we yeah get into that, maybe you should just do a slight uh, you know summary of. The experts. Uh, we have the V expert pro program now to to educate people on what the V expert program is. Um, maybe we could just talk a little bit about the history of the V expert program uh, as a as a whole. Uh, what is it? And well, you know, and I'll, I'll I'll ping you on some of the questions on how it's been growing. I think it's now 10 years old, right? Or 10 plus years, right? So let's talk a little bit about it. Just a, a one minute summary of the V expert program, and then we'll talk about the apps. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, this this is an 11th year now. So, 2019 uh, will will be the 11th year for V experts. Yeah. So, uh, you know, 11 years ago, we we noticed that uh, that there were, you know we had this really thriving community um, of, of people who were talking a lot about about VMware and what we were doing. Um, I, I know tar part of our technology back then radically changed the lives of of IT practitioners, you know, they went from long hours of, you know, building hard, you know, hardware machines, one machine per, per app. Um, a lot of times and you know, VMware came around and we, uh, you know, gave part of the IT practitioners their lives back, right. With, with time to do more by um, allowing uh, multiple, multiple machines per server. And so we saw a lot of people, actively really talking about and evangelizing our products because we radically changed not only their lives, but the business and costs and a lot of things that happened in the industry. Um, so what we did is we, uh, this, this was, this was your, your brain idea uh, was, was to spin up a program called V expert, which were the, the experts in the community and the evangelists, the kind of the go-to people um, that didn't work for VMware, that knew a ton about the product, um, had certifications, had knowledge, and were willing to share that knowledge and kind of help spread that message as well. Um, so, yeah, so now we've been going on 11 years. This is our 11th year, and uh, I'm, I'm really happy and proud uh, to be part of the community. Now, the interesting thing, in, uh, at the five-year point five years ago, when you took it over, I think we had maybe 250 V experts, right? Um, and right. now we're just around 1,800 plus um, going forward. So in the five years, you've seen an expansion of the program. Um, and I think that uh, a lot of that has to do with the fact that, um, you know, we, we, we made it clear how to become a V expert, right? We made it clear, uh, we automated the application process, we automated the voting process. So if I look at what the program has done, and then we've also automated you know, license delivery, as well as badge, badge and what skill sets you have, and, 
and and really building a, you know the automation around the program to allow it to scale out to this number of people that it, that it is today, right? Yeah. Okay. So um, now we get into applications. Um, so the let's talk about the applications. The applications are are are, are open. Pretty easy to apply, right? We have vexpert.vmware.com. Right. Yeah. Really simple to apply. Yep. Uh, log in. Uh, Why don't you talk a little account, bit about log in? Yeah. So you visit vexpert.vmware.com, create an account. And uh, you can you can apply. Applications are currently open. Um, the application process is, is fairly straightforward, pretty easy. Um, I, I would say that the, the number one tip on the application process is uh, be overly descriptive. Um, uh, we don't we may not know you. Some of the people we do know, uh, we do know what you do. But a lot of times, there's other people voting in these applications um, that don't know what you do. Just because I do, you know, Corey Romero knows what you do. That's, that doesn't necessarily mean Eric or, or other people on the team that are voting um, know what you do. So number one would be um, you know, descriptive in the application process. And it's pretty easy. You fill out, you, know, you fill out your name, fill out your company you work for, um, what areas of expertise you, know, you specialize in. Uh, either you're a customer, you're a partner, you're an evangelist, you might be um, a VCDX. So we have different paths that you can choose on how to get into the program. And based on those paths, it changes the criteria for us in our voting. So if you're a VCDX and you apply an, under a VCDX path, we, you, know, you still need to apply an application. But, all, but if you're a VCDX, you get into the VExpert program. Most VCDX are doing high-level evangelism. Um, and we, we share a lot of the same resources and program material um, between the two programs. So that's, so that's why we have the VCDX path. Um, so we have customer path and partner path of the application as well. Um, partner path is. Uh, do you have to? Do you have to just specify? Do you have to just specify that path, or is there some kind of in the tool checkbox selection, or do you just have to write in the app? I'm a VCDX, or I'm a XYZ. How do yeah, How do they question. know what to? Well, how to indicate that? Yeah. So in the app itself, there's a little a little checkbox or pull down menu that you can choose your path. Okay. Right. All right. Good. I know that wasn't that way in the old days. So that now, now, now you can actually specify so we can see. Oh, you're that way, and then we'll get into you know how we grade these in a, in a little bit here in the podcast, and that's on the list. Yeah. Um, but you can specify that, and then that allows them to go down that path. Right. Um, can we right. talk a little bit about the categories? So you talk about the categories of people. That's good. Um, Let's talk a little bit about points and you know how we judge these things. I know we can we talk a little bit about the fact that there are some people that are uh, internal uh, and can't talk about the things that they they work on, and therefore they have to be overly generic when they're describing what they do. And we have kind of if you indicate that, we'll 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 judge your application slightly differently because there are some people. I know Georgia Pacific employees is always my favorite one to use as a reference. They're not allowed to talk about anything they do. And so uh, how do you become, a, you know, but yet these people are doing a lot of evangelism inside their company, um, but they have to like not tell us exactly what they've done because they're not allowed to talk publicly about anything they've done to anyone. Uh, and then how right. they have to describe their evangelism in very generic terms. But if they do that, then, you know, we know you're, you're, at a, you're a customer, you've checked the box that you're a customer, uh, and then we can evaluate, evaluate that accordingly, right? Right. Yeah. So, getting back to points and and categories, um, uh, why don't we talk a little bit about uh, how you get you know judged when the when the judging for your application is happening? What does it mean to be a v expert, and how are we applying points? Are there some things that we're looking for, and do we have kind of generic point breakdowns for things that you've done throughout the year? Yeah, we do. So we have a, a whole point model that we use, and what we look for is specifically. Um, for evangelism is, uh, is, is, is that, evangelism. Um, evangelism means different ways, different things. Um, I know a lot of the, in the VXO community, a lot of the focus point of evangelism is on uh, blogging. And um, that's, that's not all of it. That's, that is a big part of it because that's, a lot, that's most of the public stuff that people see is blogging. Um, but actually, um, you know, evangelism means a lot more. Let me bring up my, my sheet here. And uh, so we look at things like uh, Twitter, 
uh, you know, Twitter, different t Twitter conversations that you've had. And that doesn't mean just posts, that means replies, you know, retweets, different things. And we look at the content of that. And uh, we, you know, that's all based on your Twitter account that you put in your application. So we have um, an app that actually goes and looks at all your Twitter conversations, specifically around VMware topics, and then that brings us that brings it back to us to see what you know we can kind of gauge what your activity was in the, in the last uh, in the last period, uh, which would be you know for this application process we look at everything that's 2018. Um, so that's one thing. We also look at um, VMTN form posts, right? Um, if you're on the form, what level are you? Are you, a, you could be meaning for from a novice all the way up to a user moderator, right? So we take that into consideration as well because um, that is giving back, you know, community time um, in, in your own time. Um, so we look at all, we also look at non-VMware forms. So we look at other um, forms as well. There's a lot of the expert applications that come in um, that have a lot of form activity um, that is not tied into VMTN at all. It's actually t tied into other forms. Um, so we look at that as well as activity. Um, another big thing we look at is uh, book writing. So the, you know, book writing. There's different things that you could be different levels you can be involved in in, in uh, authoring a book. You know, so we look at you know, are you the author? Are you the co-author? Are you the editor? Did you do research? What you know, what part did you play in the editing role of that of that book? So we look at that as well. Um, we look at podcasts, public speaking. Public speaking is a big one, um, and a big, I think it's a big one because there's a lot of different types of public speaking that happens. And some of the stuff that we look at is we look at every, all of your engagements. We look at the audience size, and we also look at the uh, the topics that you that you, that you covered. So whether it's at VMworld, whether it's it's um, at a VMUG or a different type of event, uh, maybe you're teaching at a local high school, or maybe you're just brought in as a, um, a, a as a guest speaker for the local high school, you know what was that topic on? How many, how many, how many people did you speak with? Um, we look at also um, our gamification platform, which is CloudCred, and we look at that as different on different levels. We don't just look at how many points did you get in CloudCred. We also look at were you a task author? Did you help the community in building the different tasks that are in, in CloudCred? So these CloudCred tasks aren't just made up by VMware. A lot of times, what will happen is. We'll have like an NSX task that comes up, and we'll actually reach out to the NSX V experts and say, "Hey, we've got some a new task coming up. Would you like to help write those?" And so we we consider that in the application as well. Um, we consider uh, also various levels of publications. So that might be a magazine publication, it could be a newspaper, it could be video publication, um, and also blog publication, right? So blogs blogs are all in there as well. Um, so videos, we look at what is the video content. What's your audience? Uh, what platform is it on? We actually watch these videos. Uh, we listen to, listen to the content. Um, it's a lot of them, not a lot of them, but some of them are in different languages. So sometimes we'll refer those off to various people in region to kind of help us with those. But we'll look at that as well. How many videos did you do? What were the topics? And then blog history. Yep. We always, you know, that, that's 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 a big one. I always look at, you know, how often do you blog? How well your blog's written, and then what's the what's the detail in your blog, right? What are the topics? And so, um, right. so we look at all of that, all of that information, and uh, roll that yeah. into uh, voting points. Right, and and what I would say is that um, I, you know, having you know been a judge last year because uh, I was involved in that process. Um, we definitely look at the number of times and some some people actually have blogs where they've got a lot of content on the blog but some people are just scraping content from other places and reposting it right so uh, right. if you start looking at their blog activity they might have 20 blogs you know articles that they had so one a month or more but then if you start looking at it closely you can see that all right um, a third of them weren't anything to do with VMware another third were scraped and so actually, you actually only wrote three blog articles yourself, right? And right. so that's where they kind of these things, uh, where some of them, we actually put them on a get well plan, right? We, we, we you know, so okay, you can be a V expert. We had like about 80 V experts that kind of were on the get well plan where they barely just did, you know, two or three or four blog articles. They had a lot of other stuff, but it was all stuff that was kind of reposting. So some Twitter, if you looked at Twitter uh, and you looked at what 
they were doing, you know, they were just retweeting everybody else, right? You know, like, and some guys, you know, they had literally, you know, 500 tweets this year, but it was just retweeting what everybody else did, right? And, right. and then if you look, they only had, you know, 29 followers, right? So not only are you just retweeting everybody else's, but you only have 29 followers. So that really doesn't qualify you as a, a V expert. You're not producing any content and you're not really evangelizing and you're not doing anything at your customer site that we can, we have visibility to. Um, so I think that's interesting. The other thing I learned was um, there's a lot of people that did really good work, but didn't put it on their apps. Right. And they just kind of assumed yep. that we would know what it was. And so I would go look through Twitter. I'd look through the blogs and I would basically come back with a no. Right. They, 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 this stuff, they, they don't have enough points accumulated. Um, and so I didn't invite them. And I think I did maybe 50 escalations last year where somebody that really did deserve to be a V expert had been a V expert. Um, but you know, assumed that we would know the, all the other things that they did. And then when they quantified it, sent me mail going, Oh, look at all these things I did with VMUG. Blah, blah. I was like, well, of course this makes a lot of sense. Of course. <laughs> you know, like, thank you. Right. You know, and then I would, I would add them to the program because the, the escalation mail had all the things they did. And I'm like, yep, you should have put that in your app, right? That would have been so much right. nicer for yep. me to not have to spend. Because on, on, on the way, like, there's a lot of them that do a really nice job. By and large, probably 70% of the people do a pretty good job. Um, but there was, you know, the, you spend like you, the 80-20 rule, you spend 80% of your time on 20% of the problems, right? Or uh, the apps because uh, of the ones you have to deal with because the ones you have to deal with easily take, you know, two or three hours hunting down, looking for, they had the wrong Twitter ID, they didn't, they had a URL that was wrong on their blogs, you have to just go, you know, and it only takes five minutes on Google to go figure that out, then go to the right place, and then go look at their content, um, because they didn't really, they just listed their blog, and that's all they listed, they didn't list the articles they published, they just listed the blog, right, and it's like, it would have been right. nice if you put your blog, and here are the five articles they wrote last year, um, so yeah, there's a little of that. Not that I'm complaining because, you know, applications and work is hard and this isn't your day job. So I understand, right? Like right. <laughs> this isn't their life, right? So so in, in this year, trying to make it easy, I, I know that you published uh, an example app. Where, where would you find the example app on the VExpert uh, site? So once you're actually in the, the beginning stages of your application, when you when you after you've logged in, you hit apply. Up on the right hand side, there's a little green box up there that says, you know, example application. And I think we highlighted that in the app as well. Uh, but yeah, so when you click on that, that takes you to a screenshot of uh, of an application um, that you'll see. And um, and the application that we use was a fairly descriptive application. Uh, you know, more information than, than we probably need, or maybe not, just depending on who's, who's, who's reviewing it. Um, so yeah, that's up there as well. So in the top, I'm just going to the site here as long as I got to log in. Yeah. Sorry, that's what my problem is. I log in, I see sub-programs, I see VExpert, VExpert status, VExpert private form. Is it on the application, it's, is it on the application page? So yes, so up in the very top next to the right of home, you'll see apply. Yep. Uh, let's see. Uh, that's and application. Apply. Oh, there. Apply the apply menu. Example application. So it is on. It's on the uh, apply tab. I guess I would say on the site the apply tab, and then on the apply tab, you cannot miss the example application. And it takes a while. That's a nice application. I hear that this was a real that this is Wonder Nerds, so Tony Foster, right? Yes, it is. Yep. Yeah. And that's a really good app, right? Or just a nice solid app. It has all the things that he's done, has the links to all the videos, the speakers, um, uh, the programs. Uh, he put a reference there. How does he know reference, the reference? Detailed description of other the activities. Yeah, great. Right, right. Very, very nice app. Versus some apps have one or two line items and that's it, right? And so, and right. you're like, okay, here's their blog and here's their Twitter handle, right? Then I have to spend the time or you have to spend the time or one of the voters has to spend the time in the app. And because we've, you know, segmented out the vote, voting to like, you know, 
10 people now, they're not guaranteed to know who you are, right? Even though we might know who you are, Corey or Eric might know who you are uh, and many other, right. but it just, when it goes out to somebody that's processing your app, um, now we do look at the denieds, right? You know, so if we happen to look at it and see it, we can reverse it if we know who you are, but uh, that's no excuse for not just doing a good app, right? And this podcast is not right. about yeah, bad I, app, good I, I app. Personally go through all. Yeah. 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 But but nonetheless, that's, this is a great example, and it's nice that it's up there so they can see people see what a, a good app. We should call it a great example of an app, not just an example app, right? You call it example application, but we should call it the way to do your app. But nice job. Uh, so so you're out. Uh, I've I've heard that I've I've heard that we've you know over 500 people have already you know submitted their applications in the last since the, since we announced this on uh, on Monday right and today's only Wednesday so yeah it's it's, it's quite a few I can actually look look up and see how many apps apps we have right now so yeah nice yeah we have a, okay. we have about um, uh, almost 500 nice nice I would say that uh, I'll I'll get back to the point system and you know the categories so you you listed the categories and I do have the spreadsheet in front of me so if you're listening to the podcast here we go I'm going to expose you to the points is that okay Corey can I expose them to the points so the idea yeah absolutely all right good just checking Um, I don't want to get myself in trouble with you Um, so we have the the major components that we grade, Twitter, VT, uh, VMTN forums, non-VMTN forums, just the things you called out, Corey, book writing, et cetera. And then we have uh, various classifications. And I think we graded this year, like you had to make a couple hundred points to become a V expert, right? Um, and then we yes. looked at, so for instance, tweets we have in this nice big spreadsheet that's uh, part of the voting system is uh, zero to 50 tweets gets you 20 points, right? 51 to 100 gets you 30 points. 100 to 200 gets you 40, and 200 to 1,000 gets you 50 points. So even if you're doing 1,000 plus tweets, that doesn't make you a V expert, right? Um, you might be crazy on Twitter. The max points you're going to get for doing Twitter is 50, right? Which means you have to do tweeting right. plus, right? Uh, uh, and so that's kind of how that goes. VMTN forums, same kind of scenario. How many questions should you answer? Um, what level are you? And then it goes from five points, 10 points, 35 points, 50 points, 75 points. So you, again, just because you're doing a lot of things, you're a moderator on the, the VMTN forums, that gets you 75 points. And I think the max was one, I think we had to hit 150 to make to make the expert. Uh, cut off, if I remember right. Um, so you're halfway there if you're a moderator and you're moderating content on the VMTN forums, but you're still not all the way there, right? You have to yet do something else uh, throughout the year. Uh, so it does encourage people to be active and doing. You're a V expert. You're you should be thinking about what you should be contributing, you know, on a on a weekly basis and and probably being more than just one solid thing. I think the only thing that automatically gets you in is the VCDX, right? Where if you did VCDX, yes. you're going to get a, a lot of points, right? Um, so uh, moving down the list, there is non-VMware forums. Uh, you can still get points for those. So we take a look at uh, where you've been active on Reddit or some of the other places. If you're on Slack channel and you're active in the Slack channel, you'll get some credit there. So we have some points ca- that can be allocated for activities you're going in different channels. Co- uh, book authoring, I, it's almost like book authoring depending on, we did look at the books and we did look at what you wrote, right? If it was a really bad book, you might not actually gotten enough points, right? Um, so book author gets Correct. you 100 points right off the bat. So if you tweet and you're a book author, you're probably going to get there, right? Um, because you already got 100 points to co-author or author a book. If you edit a book, you get 75 points. If you're research and you're listed in the book for doing research, some of these great vSphere books and other vSAN books and all the books that are out this year, um, you can get points for being a, a reviewer, a research, an editor, a co-author, an author. So kind of cool to see how we, 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 you know, just being transparent on how we apply points to this. Um, VMTN, if you're a guest speaker or if you come to the podcast and you listen, you can get 10 points for just showing up to the showing podcast, up to the right? Podcast, right? 
uh, VMTN uh, coming here, co-hosting a podcast, 65 points, right? Uh, sessions, uh, multiple sessions, if you're doing live stream sessions online somewhere and you're recording them through WebEx or Zoom or other things and making them available to the world, uh, that's good. VMUG, if you're a VMUG leader, co-leader, um, you get 100, 100 points right off the bat just from being running a, a VMUG. Talk about uh, sessions. Uh, if you do sessions, 85 points. Uh, VMUG attendee, co-leader, leader, session speaker, multiple session speaker, you know, 85, 50, whatever. So if you're getting out to VMUGs and you're presenting to VMUGs uh, and you can document that you've done that in your app, uh, a lot of apps would just sit and write, spoke at VMUG. I was like, okay, sh that's great, but what day, what place, what did you speak about? Nice to what put the topic, details, yeah, yeah the audience, on the right, right. So, but that that'll get you, you know, seventy-five points just or, or fifty points just for be going and doing a talk at VMUG, right, which is a third of the way there. If you if you just get out and uh, and do some stuff, uh, task authors, as you you pointed out, fifty points if you're if you're doing tax authors. So in a real sense, to be an expert, you got to be doing multiple things. We don't give you enough points on any given thing just to sit and do two things or blog. If you did blogs, even if you do a bunch of blogs, you're still kind of edgy unless you have really good blogs because you know there's these guys that go out and spin up a blog and they blog three or four or five times and they're kind of you know just rehashing kind of the same things that people talk about. Uh, that doesn't make you a V expert in my in my opinion. And as the point system is that way. Um, we don't do that as well, um, but we do give you points for frequency of blogs. So if you blog once a month, you'll get 65 points. That's not enough. You still need to do other things to get to your 150. And that's how we do our grading, guys, um, which, Corey, you, you, you put this together. Me and you both worked on this. Uh, I think it's a fair way. Uh, and the reason we, we did this was when we looked at how to take uh, the VExpert program from you know 200 people up to 2,000 people, we actually had to have a automated way, not automated, but a, a very structured way to be fair to people that, you know, it wasn't just a popularity contest. It wasn't just a, hey, I did this. But actually, we wanted to encourage people to be doing the activities, to doing them well, and, and then be able to grade people based on, you know, how much activity they did, which is why, you know, when we get, you know, three or 400 people that don't make it a cut, right? You know, the reason is a lot of times they just did one one activity, you know, five blog articles, or they went to a VMUG and, and, and they, I remember some of the apps were like, I went to the VMUGs and we're like, yeah, you get like, you know, five points for going to a VMUG meeting, right? But you would have to go to a lot of VMUGs to, to make enough points to just be, you know, because you have participated at a, you went to VMUG. If you participated in VMUG, that's completely different. If you presented at a VMUG, that's completely different. If you build content and you delivered content out on the web about our products, that's also, you know, that's what a V expert is. You're actually learning about, just like I did with the Raspberry Pi uh, stuff that I did at Amazon reInvent, right? I went, I did research, took me two weeks to go do the research, get the pies, build the pies, try the sensors, get the Python code, edit the Python code. You know, there was a month and a half of work there to get that content up and published. But then I did that, and then I presented it, and then a lot of people learned from it. And that's kind of being an expert in a particular subject, putting the time in place. It's not hard to get the time in place. Getting the time in place, get the content out, publish the content, and now somebody else didn't have to spend their time researching what a Raspberry Pi is. You can just go read my content, learn my content, and it's all aggregated in a published place, and boom, I saved the community time and effort trying to figure out what how Raspberry Pi pin GPIO pins work. So kind of same thing for you guys, everybody out there, and most of the experts understand this. But it is really cool to look at all the points and see how, how it comes to pass. And I don't think we've ever shared that before. So uh, thanks for you know, no, putting that all together. Yep. And there are some secret ones that we, we, don't, we, don't, we don't talk about. But, you know, secret V-Expert handshake. <laughs> To, you have to know. Um, <laughs> then we then we get into sub programs. Um, you know we we you know we haven't talked about the point system for sub programs and sub programs are a different deal because the the BUs the way we built the sub programs you know whether it's uh, NSX vSAN uh, cloud or um, forget the other one is there another one NSX vSAN cloud that's it 
cloud. Okay. Those three, and I think that we're getting ready to announce the uh, the end user computing EUC EUC sub because uh, we've got a BU owner for that now, and we're getting excited about that one. That one, I think we have 25, 30 people that are interested in uh, being part of that group. Uh, but those 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 models are different, right, Corey? Yeah, they are. Mm-hmm. So I'll talk about the subgroup point system because Corey's living in Echo Land. Um, we are we allow the BUs to set up point criteria for subprograms as well. So there isn't a limit on how many subprogram members they can have. Like uh, some, you know, the I think the VSEN one has 75. The NSX one has 120 members, um, but they do look at the content. Um, so they also have a point system. We require them, the subprograms, to have a point system for the subprograms uh, that we can review to see how they're grading uh, people that want to get, get into the program. So again, it's uh, it's it's, and then if you do the work, um, uh, you can you can get into a subprogram. But um, and then they also grade not only how much content, but the quality of the content, right? So I know that uh, they look at book authors and they decide whether the book is any good, right? Like, is it a lightweight vSAN book? Is it a, is it a great vSAN book? Uh, is it a paragraph on vSAN in a book? Um, so when you do your subprogram applications, um, one, you have to be very specific on what you're doing, and two, it has to be pretty good work. It has to be high quality, right? Um, and so just doing uh, a WebEx that, you know, that talks about the subject, but no one listened, or you didn't go to an event and present, uh, they'll, they'll judge that differently. And so the sub-programs actually have a point system like this um, that they apply to the expert uh, nomination, uh, nominations or submissions, and, and then that's how they come up with their, their list of things. They do, we don't cap those programs, so if you do the work and it's of high quality, uh, you're, they're not allowed to exclude you from a program if you do the work, and they have to show us how they're doing the grading. Right. But then when when the applications come in, the subprograms actually do the grading. Right. Um, and so that's that's how that works uh, today, which I, I think is 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 fair and good. So and we do a final review of that as well. Right. Yep. Yep. We do. Right. In a, in a sense of always trying to be fair and transparent. Right. So that's that's how we do that. And then um, the last thing that we should talk about rules to the program, right? Rules and policies for the program. I know, Corey, I, I know you're living in Echoland here, but there, this is, I think, the first year we've actually put together some rules to the program. We've had fairly informal rules, but this year we actually put uh, a few policies in place just to make sure that people understand that you know there are rules. Uh, if you dial in and curse at us, we're going to kick you out of the program. Um, I don't think that kid that was in the program, but if he was, he, no. would, he wouldn't be in the program no longer. any longer. Right? But then we've never really documented that. We've always had that as kind of, we piggybacked on, I think, the community policy. The community policy calls out that you're not allowed to curse, you're not allowed to be negative, to, you're not allowed to be being mean to people. Right. You have to add value. Your content should always add value. You're not allowed to market your own brand or your own products. You can market your own brand. Hey, I'm, you know, V Ghetto or Virtual Ghetto or, you know, Virtual Blocks. Or, you're allowed to have your own brand, but you're not allowed to come into forums. You're not allowed to just market your own products on the online community space, in the online community space. So we piggybacked on those rules, but now we actually have a, just a couple small rules um, that are now published on the VExpert site as well. And Corey, do you want to just read those and, so that everybody hears what they are? I will read that. It's on the front page. It's near the end of the, you have to scroll down to see it. But it's the VExpert program is a marketing program designed by VMware to reward community members for evangelizing VMware's products and services. The program has grown to nearly 2,000 participants, and VMware wishes to be clear that it may and will exercise its discretion with respect to which individuals may participate in the program. Our goal is to promote actions consistent with the program's mission. Accordingly, we will assess whether an individual may participate in the program based on their own activity in evangelizing VMware's products and services, but also on the activities of the company or division within the company. 
that employs the individual. So this is a slightly different uh, change that we've never had with the VXPR program before, which is we have now called out that uh, we, and this has been the case, that we do reserve the right to um, reject an individual because they haven't done enough evangelizing, which we have gone through the points with today. But also, uh, we will reject you if you are with a particular company or division of a company. Um, and that is now uh, the policy. Uh, that, has, that is a slightly different policy. And where we're going with this is uh, to be transparent. Um, there are some companies that have evangelism programs that are targeted at their customer base. And um, so if you're working at Oracle and you're competing with us in the, in the cloud offerings uh, and you're, you have a Oracle uh, evangelist program in its own right, um, go join the Oracle evangelist program and do your evangelizing through the Oracle program. So what we don't want is we do not want um, the experts who are evangelizing uh, their company's competing products um, when they have their own evangelism program. This program is designed and meant for uh, companies and participants that are evangelizing our products in our ecosystem. Um, and there you can evangelize evangelize your own products that align with our products and don't compete with our products. But this is a our product evangelism program, and we reserve the right to ban anyone who is not evangelizing our products and meeting the point totals, but also even reserve the right to ban from uh, particular companies that um, – are competing with us and have their own evangelism, evangelistic programs. What we want you to do is if you want to evangelize a particular company, you know, and, and it's competing with us, then what we want you to do is go, go join their program and be evangelists for their program in their program at their events. Don't come to our events. Don't be in our program, come to our events and, uh, and then, and then evangelize your competing products in our our evangelism program, because that won't get you into the program and we reserve the right to uh, exclude you from the program. And some companies as a whole, um, Microsoft, Oracle, and others, uh, really have their own evangelism program and uh, you shouldn't be using our program to evangelize their products uh, directly to our customer base. So I think that's what Corey would have finished up reading. That's why we wanted to cover that. Um, I think it's worthwhile to know that this is the first time we've ever actually put any policy in place other than the standard uh, community policy that is out there today. I think in general, we really haven't had too many problems with uh, competitive actions in, uh, in the VXPERT community, and 99.9% .9 of the people get it. Um, unfortunately, I think with that policy uh, in 2020, we're probably going to lose a couple hundred VXPERTs that really do work for competitors that uh, have been doing evangelistic work in the VXPERT channels. Uh, regarding their own, regarding competitors' products. So it's not going to surprise me that in 2020, uh, our calendar year 2020, the, the, the awards are going to kind of probably exclude some number of, uh, of, of, of people who, just by the very fact that they work for a competitive company, that um, they're probably not going to be in the program going forward. Um, which is just the way uh, the world is. We do work in a competitive uh, compute environment, and uh, we're going to move forward with a marketing program that, uh, that engages and does positive benefit for the community members as well as our customer base. Looking at chat. Yeah, um, um, there are, so somebody says, is this going to cause issues? Uh, there was some fun when the VMUG leadership went through that. Um, you know, I think that uh, the VMUG leadership got to go through it first, right? And I think it was—it's pretty clear that uh, um, they did it and they—they uh, ma they made that happen. And I think there was some some heartburn around how they did it. Um, we have been been very intentional about uh, moving forward. We didn't do it in the middle of the year. We waited till the end of the year. Um, we have. Uh, slowly, you know, move forward with the process. I think a lot of the people are starting to understand uh, what, what is happening. And I think the VMUG, you know, the VMUG leadership issue where they blocked certain people from certain companies 
from being VMUG leaders. Uh, I think that was more significant because, you know, these were people that ran ran team meetings, um, uh, and you know they could they could find that uh, they, they, that was part of their life. Is in their city they were running a they were running a great set of people, 100 people in a VMUG or two or 300 people in a VMUG. You were the leader, and all of a sudden you've just been kicked out uh, right in the middle of everything. Um, one we didn't do it in the middle. Two, this is just a marketing awards program. Three, a lot of these companies have their own marketing rewards program, and so these people can go be a member of those. And a lot of them already are members of those other programs as well. And so I don't think that it's, it's near as controversial as um, what the VMUG leadership uh, issue was when when they did that. Uh, so there could be some noise that we've 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 we've, we've run this all the way up um, to corporate leadership to e-staff and uh, had discussions about it all year. And this is where we decided to go. Uh, it makes sense. I'm perfectly good having people out there on Twitter, uh, but you won't, you, you won't get a V expert award if you're from um, you know, companies that we feel are competitors. So anyway, that's just uh, something that we're calling out so that in 2019, if you are doing your app and we're talking about applications in general here, Corey, that's one of the things to consider if you're, you know, if you're working at a company where you have evangelistic program and you're, uh, you're doing evangelism by and large for those companies' products, then don't be surprised if you're not going to be a expert. And I'll give you an example of this, John Troyer. You know, I had to work with John Torrey two or three times last year where he was doing evangelism for Oracle's products that compete directly with our products. And, and he was using the VExpert brand, the expert channels, and the VExpert name to do marketing for Oracle's products. And we had to call him and say, hey, this, that's not okay, right? Like this program is to evangelize our products, not to evangelize Oracle's competing products. And he understood that. When you explain it to somebody and you're nice about it and just say, hey, look, you know, it's great. We love you, John. You know, we love that you're the expert, but you can't be using our brand and our program to market, you know, competing products to our, to our, our program members. Um, and so he understood that. And I think there are a handful of people like that. And certainly the cloud business, this is going to be more interesting. Back in the days on virtualization, we didn't didn't have a lot of competitors, right? There was Microsoft with Hyper-V. Um, but now as you get into, you know, computing in cloud and all the different compute technologies that have expanded out into the virtual world, there are more competitors now. And VMware also has expanded their product set. And therefore, there are more chances of this, these type of activities colliding. And we have to have a model to somehow work, um, work and still be friends. So that's our we're doing um, and uh, you know I'm sure that'll slowly drift out and for the 3,000 people who listen to the podcast I uh, appreciate uh, uh, being kind and, uh, and and know that we spend a lot of time working amongst ourselves as well as uh, everybody you know in the upper management space to to try to figure out what to do here and to and to make this this program work and be fair so that's that's what we're doing. Corey, is that about it? Um, I don't know if I had anything else on the list with yes. regard to what we want to cover for the expert program. I know you guys are in the thick of it. When do you guys think you'll be announcing uh, announcing this year's the experts? I know we were really late last year because you were out out of the office. But uh, what's your what's your timeline this year? Yeah. So we're going to close applications February eighth, and then uh, end of February, early March will be the announcement. Hopefully Fantastic. it'll be sooner. We're trying to, yeah, we're trying to uh, do something a little bit different this year, where the applications don't really allow us to to vote on them yet, since um, application owners can, can can go in and modify their applications between now and when we close. So what we are doing is we're doing kind of a like a like a pre-vote. Then everyone who gets denied, we're going through again once the application actually allows us to do a actual vote and review to make sure that application wasn't updated. So hopefully we'll have them done nice. have them done sooner than, than than normal, but we'll see. It's a different process this year. So, yeah. and then, and let's be clear. Last year last year took us forever because uh, you were out and uh, the rest of us had to figure out how to do it, and we didn't have all the automation completely done yet. Um, but we learned. Uh, all of us learned how to do that. 
Um, and I think the, the automation came in and we did make it get it done. But not having you around was was something that pushed us all the way into like late May, I think, before we finally got right. done. So appreciate yeah, you yeah. getting it done early. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And normally we announce the, the we, we, we get the apps out uh, before the new year. But as our quarter, our, our year now ends in January, it's uh, it's it's everything everything in our in our world pushes out a little bit so exciting can't wait to see everybody i get to i i I hope to get to spend some time looking at apps as well this year because it was super fun last year and uh yeah yeah made me cry when we announced the announced everybody because it was just so really moving uh, experience to see all the work that everybody does every year so appreciate it and then we have the pro program i know I, I think that we should just do a shout out to the pro program this year. The application, if you have a VExpert Pro that's been helping you become a VExpert, you can do a call out uh, and select them right on the app so that they get credit for uh, yes, helping you, you get into the program. Yeah. Is, yeah, which that is new. So that's also very exciting. Like that, uh, we actually have recruiters out there for the VExpert program to help you. Uh, Help you help you get that right, and then to final uh, to to finish up, we will do a barbecue report. So, uh, um, I haven't done any barbecue because it is raining outside, and I've been doing the 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 fast model, right? I do the 16, 16 hours of fast and eight hours of eating. So to to thin up in twenty nineteen, uh, that's what I'm up to. But uh, I get to do protein, so barbecue isn't too bad. Tony, you got anything to add? Yeah, I actually did salmon uh, here today. So. Hey, Mike, how are you doing? Did grilled salmon. I, I, I didn't do anything unusual this week. Yeah, grilled salmon. Um, I didn't do anything over the Christmas break that I would do what I would call barbecue. Um, so yeah, I think the I think we're gonna have to get our barbecue things going again and see see what we can do. Uh, I have been doing grilled uh, grilled Brussels sprouts. And I got to say, if you do grilled Brussels sprouts, uh, you cut them in half, put oil on them with some salt, and then you char them. Um, you know, you think Brussels sprouts are these horrible things. I know. I see it in chat. Yep. But uh, if you grill them and you char them, um, they are, they can, get, with some salt and oil, uh, you would you would be surprised. You would be surprised. Um, uh, I hated Brussels sprouts in the old days, but uh, now you can. Yes, they taste better if you burn them. Yes, they they. You, if you grill them, and trust me, you, you just put them in the oven on the broiler, cut them in half, sprinkle some oil on them, put some salt on them. I'm selling Brussels sprouts. Burn them. Everything is. That's our new barbecue quote of the day. If everything's better when you burn it. With that, yeah. everybody, <laughs> no, 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 thanks no, for being true. tolerant. But but it is better if you burn the, the, the flavor out of the Brussels sprouts. Then they are better. You're right. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's you can't taste, taste anything but barbecued green leafy stuff. Right. <laughs> just just ash. <laughs> Carb. I just want to eat carbon. Hey, just well, ash. <laughs> Corey, I will make you some killer Brussels sprouts sometime. No, you will not. <laughs> you might make them, but they won't be good. <laughs> They're better than you think. All right. Yeah. With that, uh, thank you, everybody, for being on. A good uh, number of people on the, on the call today, which is always fun. And uh, sorry for the uh, interesting uh little high schooler kid or maybe junior high kid that called in and, and shouted profanities at us for a good two minutes. I'll edit that out. If, uh, if I don't get the edit before uh, you listen to it, sorry about that. We will edit it out by the end of the day and re-upload the video, uh, the podcast. With that, we're going to say goodbye. We're going to try to get a guest next week. Uh, it's 2019. Things are good. The weather's rainy, and we'll see you again next week.